Welcome back to another thrilling episode of the Wild Edible World podcast. My name's Michael, and I'm only one of your hosts, but this episode, you can call me your Paul Paul partner. And this is Steve, and you, you know I love it when you call me Big Paw Paw. <laughs> I think I think I think we peaked as far as like yeah, no more. Every name beyond this is going to be awful. Nope, that yeah. was that was brilliant. <laughs> so uh, welcome to episode Paw Paw. Yes, uh, um, the scientific binomial Asamina Triloba. And as I'm fond of saying, I am ready to Asamina your Triloba, folks. Ooh, he is. He's uh, luckily 10 feet away, so. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is a really incredible native North American fruit. Um, again, it's mostly on kind of the eastern portion of the the eastern half of the United States, but it does stretch um, pretty far north and south, um, spanning most of this half of the continent. So uh, this is a really, really excellent fruit. And I think a lot of people that are interested in the foraging scene kind of already know about it. It's a lot of people's white whale. I know for me, for the last couple of years, it's been the white whale because uh, I keep finding large pawpaw stands, <laughs> like lots of trees. And because of the type of tree that they are, when, which we'll get into later, mm-hmm. I'm not finding any fruit ever. Which can really wear a person down sometimes. I am fortunate enough to have a pal, uh, Tom from uh, from what is his name? Tom. Uh, anyway, I got a buddy Tom that has a couple trees in his yard that do fruit. So I have pawpaws that uh, you know are generally at my disposal, uh, and and persimmons as well. So I've just been fortunate. Yeah, yeah. I think we we might uh, go through persimmons next episode too. Um, so when was the last time you had a pawpaw? Was that you know? Honestly, year? it's been a couple of years. It has been a couple. Yeah, of years. it has been a couple of years. Okay, well, we're gonna eat one later. We're gonna we're gonna split a couple um, in the second I'm half of this episode. So we're gonna we're gonna do some ASR pawpaw slurping all oh, over the, yeah. the mic. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're coming at you outside as usual. We're um, actually in a bit of a a bit of a valley. Yeah, definitely. Here. A, Pretty tight valley. Yeah, very, very similar to where you would find a bunch of pawpaws. I agree. Um, so yeah, I, you know what? You're right, Steve. Let's get into it. Yeah. So you're gonna find these trees in kind of these um, well-draining wetlands and kind mm-hmm. of these valleys. I've found them in the wild very frequently. Um, I mean, they grow well in a lot of different places, but I think where you're gonna find them is where seeds are deposited and where they might like float downstream a bit. Um, I found them in a lot of like creek beds like where we are in this valley area and uh they're only going to grow they're they're not big trees so you never find pawpaws like over 20 feet tall right yeah i, I think i mean there, there's a couple of groves that i've that i've seen like just and and they're like, like you said there's ton of trees no fruit but yeah they're they're all probably in that 10 to 15 foot range but uh yeah yeah, those are mature trees whenever they get that tall. And it only takes a couple of years for, I think it's about four or five years for a pawpaw to be fruit uh, fruit capable. But they grow, I mean, they it might, it's actually, I think it's less than that because they shoot up so fast. They Within grow the first so couple quickly. years. Yeah. yeah, they grow up to like four or five feet. So they're like really, really, uh, they're virile, you know, really, really <laughs> str- strong trees. They just need to be given the proper environments. Um, so they have like a tap root. So they're one of the few trees that like really, they really shoot straight down, which also makes them drought resistant and why you would find them along Creek beds and stuff like that, because they're able to directly access like the water table 
whenever they uh, really delve down with that taproot like that. So I'm getting we're getting a little ahead of ourselves <laughs> um, as we do when we get excited about some of these excellent wild plants. We need to make sure that we start with the most recognizable part of this tree, um, which I think the most available sign of it is the leaves. What do you think, Steve? I agree. I, I was I was excited to hear what you would say because you know the the flowers are striking, but they're only available for you know a short amount of time, and they're kind of hidden. Yeah. Oh yeah. True. So they come out after the leaves have already started coming out. Yeah. Uh, wait. So the leaves have just started coming mm -hmm. out, but still, um, there's not very much foliage on the trees at all. So you're not really looking up that much. Um, but they're but yeah, the leaves I the think are the most striking because they're just so they're they're glossy, they're fresh looking. They they almost look delicious. Yeah, you know they remind me of uh, the leaves of an avocado tree, if you've ever seen oh. those. Very similar, glossy, big like uh, uh, what would you call that shape? Like uh, oblate almost. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So they they get they're only three to five inches wide, mm -hmm. but they get I think from like ten to twelve inches long. Yeah, I've seen them. So pretty they're big. pretty big leaves, uh, and so we'll we'll make sure that we put this discretionary point here that there's there is a uh, look-alike that does produce completely different flowers, completely different fruit, and is a obviously completely different tree um, that a lot of people sometimes can mistake for whenever you think you found pawpaw. And I've been a victim of this as well, where it's like, ooh, is it? And then you just double check some of your resources, like everybody should, triple check. Um, and then you find out that it's actually a Ohio buckeye tree. Or Kentucky, it, what, buckeye tree is what they dry, drop these buckeye chestnuts. And those are not edible. Um, they do have an interesting past of being used as castor oil back yeah. in the wars so i mean they, they are they are still a cool plant however they are not the pawpaw and they are not what we're talking about today <laughs> so these big fleshy green leaves um they come out pretty early in the springtime with the flowers but they take a bit to grow to their full length so they're not going to be full length until like may or june but um then you're going to find them attached to these kind of silver branches and these flowers which i think are the second most distinct because i think the fruit like if you know where you're looking if you're going to find the fruit and the fruit is honestly kind of hidden it's the same color as the yeah, leaves a lot of the, the time leaves. so yeah. it's like it's not that noticeable if you're just like walking past it you're either going to notice the leaves or the flowers and the flowers are cool. are, are the coolest so cool they're, they're like, like how, so what color? I think they're like dark, they're like almost purple, but they're like a, a brown red. Yeah, it, they're, they're like, a, like a mauve, you know? Yeah. Maroon, mm -hmm. mauve, something in there. Go on. Uh, and, and they look, to me, they remind me of like little bells almost. Like if, like a, a bell was very ornate, you know? Sure. Because you, cause you see, definitely see the different petals. Um, so it's like a little mauve bell with, with uh, almost... It kind of reminds me of like a, the peduncle of an acorn, like flipped upside yes. down on the interior. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's a, I think that's a really interesting reference. Um, they also, unfortunately, do not smell very good. Yeah. They are <laughs> pollinated by several different species of flies um, mm -hmm. and, stuff, and stuff like that. So they are not necessarily trying to smell sweet because they're really trying to bring in a lot of different um, species. To they bring the funk. Bring the, yeah, they're bringing the funk for sure, <laughs> and for good reason too. It's so, well worth it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is a lot of people's favorite fruit. Some people don't like them. Uh, I'm a big fan. 
Me too. But the fruit. So since we, I cannot stop talking about the fruit, we're going to segue into that a little bit. Um, it grows in bunches sometimes. So I've found collections of three, two, one, yeah, that's and they about, can grow that's anywhere. The, yeah. They, yeah, they grow anywhere from like a, I don't know, an ounce or two of weight to over, well over a pound. Yeah. That, that, you got a couple sitting in front of you there. I do, yeah. There's a couple. One's massive. probably just a couple ounces. This one's probably just under a pound. And then I go dropping them. That's all right. Um, <laughs> but that's all right. They're 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 perfectly fine. They have a pretty durable skin that you're not supposed to eat, uh, as well as several like pretty like child's thumb-sized seeds that you're also not supposed to eat. They they will kind of cause a little bit of stomach upset or, or like, a little bit of worse. They're not going to kill you, but... But they're big, so, like, you... I don't think there's, like, a real risk. No, and the them. flavor of uh, the peels isn't that desirable either, yeah. you know? It's not something that's like, oh, I'm missing out on a little bit of tanginess. Like, no, they don't really provide anything. It's really better that you just scoop them out because they're probably going to make you ill. But they're kind of like, they, I mean, so they're called like the North American mango, right? They look kind of mango-y, except they never turn red. I think they kind of taste mango-y. Okay. Like a mango and a banana. I haven't eaten enough Had a mangoes, love child. But yeah, they do look uh, a lot like a mango. They are allegedly to taste like mango. <laughs> um <laughs> But uh, they are a member of like a custard apple family, so that, I think that's kind of an interesting perspective to bring into people's minds when, especially like the custard part of it, which yeah. doesn't always apply to that family, but like it absolutely does when it comes to pawpaw. Um, so the base of this tree, again, we're looking at a pretty thin tree. The trunk and the bark are basically silver um, to grayish. It's really smooth, and you're not going to get a diameter more than probably the biggest one i've seen in person was not even like a foot across in diameter what's that the fruit no the diameter of the trunk holy heck no the (laughs) diameter of the trunk so they don't get they're not big trees you know they're very shakeable that's one of the techniques you have to harvest the fruit is you don't pluck them off the tree there's like you know a couple different techniques but we can get that into the second half because we are running out of time um, but you shake them because they're really thin. They're really movable. And then that just movement alone can release some of the most ripe fruit and let them draw, drop to the ground where, where you can collect them. But they definitely smell like bananas. When I was oh. smelling your mangoes before the podcast here, uh, or smelling your pawpaws, rather, uh, they, they definitely smell like a, a, like a ripe banana, man. I'm... They my, smell like my mouth is watering. They smell like so many things. Like they have this whole spectrum that they go through whenever they transition from being just underripe to being ripe. Um, like when we had a whole, we have a whole room full of them right now, mm-hmm. and it just smells like I'm walking into a pineapple. Call me SpongeBob living under the sea. I'm walking <laughs> into a pineapple when I go home, and it smells freaking amazing. But then whenever I'm grabbing one and I'm like putting it on my face and I'm really whiffing the skin and just getting all of those uh, aromatic compounds in there, I, I get pulled back to when I would do that whenever I was a kid, just like breathing in a Granny Smith apple, a fresh Granny Smith. And I don't know, I just, 
this this fruit is continuing to entrance me because it just has so many different flavors and there's like it's like everybody who tastes it kind of tastes something a little bit different um, yeah definitely. i think it's really fun I, I absolutely do too, and it's it's such a unique thing, and it's something that's native to us. Absolutely, so that's that's the coolest part. Is that yeah? Like, man, I think that's is, worth mentioning. This in is this supposed part. to be here. It's like when it is on the tree. When once it nears that like ripen stage, it's so fragrant. So like the fruit wants you to come, like you know, take it away so that it can it can yeah. Well, I mean, that's it's a like you said, it was a North American North American native plant, yeah. um, and its uh, whole family is a tropical fruit family in Central and Southern uh, America, and it was dispersed up north gradually by migrating megafauna. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, it wants to be eaten, and it just doesn't know that all of its previous diners are extinct now <laughs> and that these little monkeys are running around collecting these things that are supposed to be like little nibbles for these, you know, mega sloths that are a couple <laughs> stories tall or whatever. Uh, but I digress. It is time for us to move on to our second half. We'll take yeah. a little bit of break. Um, and we'll start off the second half with some, I think, really exciting news. And uh, bear with us for one of our longer episodes, <laughs> <laughs> apparently. So... Thanks for listening. Give us a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening to our ad. Thank you, Steve, for being here. Oh, and we'll be right back. Thanks to you, pal. We're back with your Paul Paul partner. <laughs> Throw your hands in the air if you're a true player. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, we couldn't we couldn't stop ourselves. We uh, already started kind of sinking into these pawpaws. So bit, yeah. um, how you typically eat them is you uh, even whenever you're collecting them from the ground. Uh, well, okay. Wait, I'm getting out of myself already. <laughs> we have some things to announce. <laughs> oh, we do. So. Uh, Steve and I have been working on getting some merch, some cool stuff that oh. we kind of want to um, make sure we do a few giveaways, like give some of this stuff away um, to a lot of our like really cool listeners. So if you're interested in some merch, shoot us a DM. If you listen to this podcast yeah. and you're interested in some merch, shoot us a DM and we'll see what we can do for you because we have some cool stuff going on, coming up. Uh, we have some stickers. We have T-shirts. Yeah. Um, some pins coming up. Yeah, I have uh, all sorts of stuff. It's gonna be really I have all cool. sorts of stuff in on on the way. Yeah, we're gonna try and come up with a couple different designs, some fun stuff. Shout um, out to Jellyfish Customs, uh, a good good pal of ours that that did the t-shirts and is working on. Uh, oh yeah. Working on the possibility of some some limited edition stocking caps. Uh, oh yeah. Oh well, I, I got all kinds of cool stuff. In the, in the... I'm wearing the jacket right now. Which yeah. is uh, nice and comfy, and yeah. it's really cool to be able to rep one of my favorite things to do while I'm out, out and about. So hopefully you guys feel the same way about supporting us and uh, are interested in wearing some cool, cool stuff. You rep your brand, you know? Yeah, man. Your gang. 
Um, so with that being said, uh, now we can move on to uh, this scrumptious uh, tropical cold hardy fruit that we have in our hands. So whenever it falls from the tree, it's pretty ripe. Uh, you can eat it there. A lot of people still like to let it shelf ripen for a couple of days and really let those sugars develop on the inside and let the fruit soften. So I had two um, pretty freaking ripe pawpaws. Yeah. I brought them here to share with Steve today. So we And we just took the biggest one and sliced them open. And it's still pretty, quite, quite enough for both of us. Yeah, we have a we have a doe up on this ridge line. Oh, okay. uh, and and I think I might have I think I might have heard a buck as well. Yeah, yeah, right up here. They was, probably, he do, was he doing the huffing sound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. They probably uh smell the pawpaw and are like, "Yeah, hey, suckers." <laughs> the wind is blowing that yeah, way. That's yeah. so funny. Uh yeah, this is a delicious fruit and um the animals around here recognize it because yeah, they They want it. It's been a part of the ecosystem for a really really long time. Um but yeah, it is North America's largest uh, tropical fruit as well. So um, it's really amazing. It's got probably five or six seeds in it. How many seeds have you gone through uh, right now? I have three currently in my pocket, and it looks like there are at least two more. Yeah, okay. And that's just in my half. And so. I've got two more in my half. Okay. Most of them yeah. came off in yours. So that's what, seven, six, seven seeds? Yeah, yeah, around there. Um, pretty good Huge for a seeds. small, yeah, really large seeds. Yeah. They're not like so large that you're disappointed that they're taking up that much room and you're not getting pulp because there's still so much pulp to this fruit. Yeah. That being said, I'm going to smell it. And it smells like... Oh, it smells so, so good. So good, like pineapple, yeah, um, mango, I guess. Banana. Banana for sure. It's crazy it even browns on the outside so whenever it ripens on the shelf like this it gets like really brown um so it kind of browns like a banana skin it's got this custardy yellow pudding like texture on the inside and uh yeah i'm done talking about it. i'm gonna give it a bite <laughs> so while, while michael's uh biting and and uh going to town over there i'll give you some nutrient stuff so per 100 grams three and a half ounces which is probably uh, there's probably four servings in this pawpaw. Mike's <laughs> Michael's dancing <laughs> across the way. Doing a happy dance, man. Yeah. This shit's so good. Uh, you're gonna get uh, 18.8 grams of carbohydrates. So it is a sh- it's a sugary fruit, but uh, you know it's so damn good, man. It's well, they're not natural overly, sugars, and know? it's also not overly sweet. Oh no, yeah, God, it's, no. The, the that's taste, the last thing I'd say about as, it. As someone that doesn't really care for sugar that much, like sweet stuff, uh, dessert, really, this is like perfect for me. It's so good. Um, yeah. 1.2 grams of fat, 1.2 grams of protein, a ton of vitamins. Vitamin C, uh, vitamin A, thiamine, riboflavin, niacin, uh, calcium, iron, uh, manganese, uh, magnesium, phosphorus, potassium, zinc, just a ton wow. of stuff. Talk about superfruits, man. It's like almost like every fruit out there that you can find in the wild just might be a superfruit. Yeah. They're mm. all they're all it super. It just might be good for you they're, or something. They're all super in my book, I'll tell you what, partner. <laughs> I agree. Mine too, Steve. Mine too. Um so yeah, I it oh, tastes amazing whenever it's you're so good. Whenever you're biting it. So like the the, me- the main methods of eating it, I think, just like whenever you're uh, I mean, maybe this is a little verbose, but you're either cutting it <laughs> hot dog style or hamburger style, and then you're just kind of squeezing the pulp out. Like right now, I have it hot dog style, 
but um, I'm just kind of dipping my top teeth in and just kind of scraping out the pulp and then you just end up with like a mouthful of this like pineapple pudding. I always knew you were a top teeth dipper. Oh yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a top just, teeth double dipper. I just always, always get it right. It. Um, so it's it's exactly how you would eat like the flesh of a of a mango that's sure. still stuck on the skin. Fine. And uh, yeah, man, this is so this is great. Yeah. So um, I got these from uh, a farm. I did not pick these wild because, like I said, a lot of a lot of trees around here are sterile. They're part of the same family. So. The also needs completely genetically different trees in order to produce fertile fruit. So they're like opposite Targaryens, basically. You know? <laughs> yeah, for the Game of Thrones fans out there. Yeah, Nega or uh, yeah, what what Steve said. <laughs> so uh, and that's that pr- pr- that offers a little bit of difficulty because of the growing patterns of this tree tend to be uh, sucker style. And almost rhizomatically, so it'll keep growing, it'll send out, uh, or even if the fruit drops and the seeds sprout where they are and they grow, those are still kind of like related trees. They're too closely related that they're not going to uh, pollinate each other. So it can be kind of difficult, especially in suburban areas where things are already highly competitive to mm-hmm. find this fruit in the wild. So I did cheat a little bit. I did go to a farm where they are raising them. But I don't think that's really cheating that Nah, much. I don't think that's cheating. doesn't taste like cheating. Yeah. doesn't taste like cheating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. They're so, so, so good. I am so, so happy. You were, you were telling me a, a bunch of cool stuff before this. T- let's hear the uh, the uh, the lorry type stuff. The lorry type stuff. The medicinal thing. Oh, sure. Yeah. No. So this is, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking a little loosely here because I don't have sure. any notes, um, but there's a book, uh, Search of Papa or something like that where they go into discussion about some of the chemical studies being done on the anti-cancer properties of pawpaw fruit and how, like, intensely anti-cancer it is um, and that it's more than most modern medicines. And, again, this is, I am not a doctor. This is not professional medical advice, and I am uh, heavily paraphrasing. But it's just um, further emphasizing that there is scientific evidence that this, these, these foods out here that you can find for free, trailside, curbside, and low tide, are going to be some of the healthiest food choices you can make for yourself and for your ecosystem. Yep. So is that uh, a lore? What else? What else? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they. Uh, I already talked about how they were migrated by the megafauna. I think they actually kind of resemble megafauna a little bit, like uh, just how big the seeds are. I don't know. I think yeah, uh, they're, they're like uh, I don't know, unique. I think the so trees, unique. in fact, actually. Okay, so I was thinking about this earlier. The trees themselves resemble megafauna in our modern world. So whenever I talk about like, okay, what do we have it as an example of megafauna here? Elephants. This tree looks like an elephant, even if it is kind of like skinny and you're able to shake it. Yeah. You touch the trunk. It's smooth. It's gray. It's got these big, fat, 
leathery, like shiny ears. Yeah, and yeah. then it's got these fruit that are just like unreasonably big for the type of like what what it looks like. You know, it's this kind of spindly little tree, but it's got these massive, delicious, incredible fruit on it. It kind of looks like if you asked a child to draw a fruit tree without <laughs> yeah, giving yeah. it any specifics, you know, like that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah, just big, big massive leaves, leaves these... big fruit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's funny. I like that. They taste like a banana and a mango and a pineapple. <laughs> you know, like favorite things. We might be in the Matrix right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's a delicious Matrix. Oh, it's such a good Matrix. I Plug already, me I, in, I, baby. I, I already finished mine. Yeah, Maybe I'm done. They were so good. Uh, I stopped I, talking for three seconds. Or I started talking for three seconds, and Steve <laughs> wolfed it. Yeah, we're obviously like just jacked up on pawpaw sugar right now. Oh man. Um, and this is the best feeling in the world. It's incredible. And, there, and there's, man, Michael and I were talking in, in the break about how this could be another Apple episode, which which we haven't done yet, but oh, soon. Uh, and by that, we mean that there's so much information and so many cool facts and we couldn't even begin. So this is like Pawpaw 098. Yeah, you know? we're almost too excited to really give the <laughs> fully flesh out yeah. uh, what it deserves in 20 minutes, or exactly. then some, as we're doing today. Yeah, so, I mean... But you can definitely expect uh, more Papa episodes in the future. Maybe not so immediately, but... Yeah. I mean, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. The season moves quickly. It does. We got, There's we a got, lot of stuff right now. There There's is. So it's harvest season, baby. Yeah. Right. It's It's the best time of the year, Some you know, in some ways. Yeah. Just like every other part of the year. They're all the best. They're all the best in some ways. <laughs> I'm not. I, I don't make good. I, I'm not good at make. I, I, it's hard for me to make <laughs> a decision. Okay. <laughs> I think we should call this. Uh, yeah, I, th- th- we're just getting silly. Yeah, we're, we're just all jacked silly. up on pawpaws. These are so good. Gonna go get kicked out of an Applebee's. And I, <laughs> I love that those deer were like so were huffing at us from the top of the hill. Like, yeah, that was so cool. That was fun. I, I hope I hope we picked that up on on the the mics. Oh man, that's pretty far away, but it was really loud. It was loud. So, yeah, that's um, curious. But yeah, thanks for joining us for another episode. Yeah, we'll be back. Listening next to week. me eat fruit and uh, jabber on excitedly about what a plant looks like. Man, if if you have a means to find this fruit, so search uh, Papa You Picks near me. Uh, use your favorite uh, plant finding app to look for some pawpaws. Dude, try this. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Totally worth your time. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Make some ice cream and then send me some, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or even at a farmer's market, you might be lucky enough to find. Like, and then you can still send me that, you know? Totally. I'll trade you. I'm whoever whoever sends home. me pawpaws, I'll send you a t-shirt. Ah, o- officially. There we go. But yeah, again, don't forget our merch. Uh, to send us a DM if you guys are interested, and we'll hook you up with something cool. Maybe it'll be for free. Yeah. You stay till the end of the episode. <laughs> See you next time. Stick around to find out.